Good morning and Happy New Year. Hope you guys had a, a great holiday season. Welcome to 2009. You can open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 12. You know, I've heard, I've gotten texts and things in my phone talking, you know, New Year's. You know how you get those, um, I don't know, they're just texts that are like, given to everybody, you know, like Merry Christmas, and you can tell that they sent them to everyone because they didn't have your name on it. They just said Merry Christmas or Happy New Year. And I had one of them that said 2008 wasn't so great, but 2009 is going to be fine, something like that. And I was thinking back over the past year and a little bit more, and I know that economy has been, you know, kind of going down, and that affects us in so many ways. But there are a lot of things that took place. I mean, 2008 and the last part of 2007 were really rough for Karina and myself. A lot of things changed. A lot of things changed. You know, uh, losing my job, having to start a new job. And I'm not a spring chicken, despite my looks. You know, <laughs> it's it's something that you know caught me and and shook me and caused a lot of turmoil. Uh, three of our children left home in that year. And so all of a sudden, you know, from six to three, our family, um, I'm now outnumbered by the girls, you know, Corrine and Lauren, and I'm watching what not to wear. And <laughs> I think things have changed dramatically, and I'm liking it. You know, that's the scary part. Uh And there are a lot of things that also took place in that time that are difficult things and things that I, I don't feel uh, able to share because of the personal things that they are to Karine and I. And those of you who have children and know that the things your kids go through, sometimes those aren't things you want to share with everybody. They're just difficult things to go through. Two of our kids had to go into the hospital for various reasons. Uh, our son Jordan, you know, he's an underwater diver. He got hit in the head by a pipe and could have been killed, but miraculously there was a, a barge that kind of stopped the pipe from crushing him. Samuel, he joined the Marine Corps, got married. Now he's going to have a baby, you know. Or, I mean, just all these things happened that really has left us kind of shell-shocked in the past year. Just like, oh, my gosh. And your first tendency, you know, when I read that text message, yeah, 2008 wasn't so great. I'm like, yeah. And but 2009 will be fine. I think, yeah, yeah, 2009, that's going to be fine. And it made me wonder, what is it that I, I really want to see take place? Because when I, I think of, well, I want 2009 to, to be a better year, if I'm honest, what I really mean is I want it to be easy. I want it to be easier for myself. I'd like to make more money and work less. And if you know how to do that, let me know, okay? I would like things to be easier. No, no more going to the hospital. No more near-death experiences for my kids or, or myself for that matter. I'd like things to just be a lot smoother. And I started thinking about what God wants and what I want so many times aren't the same thing. You think about it. When we were born as babies, we didn't 
take the easy route. When you were born, you had it made. All you had to do was sleep. Someone else bathed you. They changed you. They fed you. You don't need anything. You could have just stayed there for the rest of your life. It would have been ugly, but you could have stayed there and just, yeah, what do I want to do? But something inside you said, no, I need to see what's going on in this world around me. And so you lift that big cranium of yours, you know, and they're kind of hard and, and boom, it falls back down. But something inside you says, no, I, I got to push myself up. And then you roll over. And pretty soon you're able to, to get yourself up and start crawling. And, and it's difficult. It would have been much easier to just lay there. But something in you says, no, I've got I've to see what's going on. I've got to see what's out there. And then you stand up. And whoa, all the things you can see now. Now I can see on top of that table all those things that I'm not supposed to get. And then you start walking around and you kind of, you know, again, that big head of yours kind of determines where you're going to go. Oh, I'm going this way, you know, boom, you head plant into the carpet. But you get up and you keep going on because there's so much there to learn. There's so much there to see. There's so much there to experience. And when you're born, you are this explorer. I've got to see why it is they tell me don't touch the stove. So I'm going to try and touch that stove because something about it. You just got to, they keep slapping my hand saying, don't. There's got to be a reason. And you just want to know. And you're just consumed investigating. And our lives start out that way. But then, you know, life starts to beat us up a bit. And now the idea of a good year isn't, man, I wonder if there's something more out there. I wonder if there's something there for me. The idea is, I've had enough. I'd like to stay in bed a little bit longer and do a little bit less. And I want to ask you a question that I had to ask myself. My thoughts for what I would like to see take place this next year. Do they include others or are they just about me? Is it just what I want for myself or is it what I can do to help others and better others? In Genesis chapter 12, I figure we'd start kind of in the, the beginning when things started taking place. And this is really the birth of the nation Israel, which is also where the Messiah, Christ, came from. So figure it's a, a good place to start. Chapter 12, verse 1 of Genesis, it says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse and all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. I love this passage, and I hate this passage. I love it for what it tells me, and I hate it for what it doesn't tell me. I love the fact that Abram hears the voice of God, and does what he says. 
at 75 years of age. Now I don't feel so bad. 75 years of age, he goes out. But you know what I want to know? Is what, what did this sound like? God said to Abram. And I looked up the word said, and there's so many definitions of what it could be. I mean, it could be to say, to answer, to say in one's heart, to think, to command, to promise, to intend, to be told, to be called. It has this whole variety of possibilities. But I want to know what it sounded like. What is it? Did, Abram, you know, I, I want, did, was it that? Was it a voice that shook and, oh, yeah, okay, God. But then Hebrews tells us that it was by faith that Abram did these things. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of what we can't see. Now, it would definitely be a step of faith, even if there was a audible sound that said, go, to leave everything. But there might be that faith of just God spoke to Abram and he discerned God's voice in his heart. And I want to know, because I want to know, do I hear God's voice? What does that sound like? And when he speaks to me, will I go? Will I take that step? And what God asks him to do is not comfortable. He's telling, leave everything and go to a place, and I'll tell you later where you're going. How would you like that for your career possibilities in the future? I'll tell you later. I know when my job status changed, I was so filled with anxiety. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How am I going to make a living? Oh no, I got to do this, I got to do this, I better start doing this. And I, I started traveling up north to the Sacramento area, learning to dog train, and I was doing that twice a month, driving 1,400 miles, you know, each time I'd go up there. Just, and every time I'm driving, I'm driving like for seven hours thinking, oh, my brain's turning, what am I going to do? Oh, what about this, what about this? And I'm just filled with anxiety. And I kind of had a plan. What if God said, I just want you to go and I'll tell you later? Whoa. And you see, sometimes we think, well, if God is going to lead me, he's surely going to lead me to some place that's safe and secure and warm. And sometimes God tells us to go. But there's uncertainty. There's risk. And I love that he says, I will make you into a great nation and will bless you and make your name great. In other words, I'm going to use you to bless others. I'm going to use you and make a great nation and the world will be blessed because of you. God had a plan for Abram to become Abraham to establish the nation of Israel from where the Messiah would be born. And I'm sure at this point, he had no idea the extent. And he had no idea how difficult this would be. And isn't that so true for, for us? We, we have no idea what the future holds. I remember I was teaching high school kids back in, this is a long time ago, back in the 80s, I think. And there was this one kid, and he was so squirrely. And he annoyed me. He just, hey, what about this? Well, that's stupid. Why are you doing that? Well, that's stupid. You know, everything I did was stupid. And I just, you know, one of those, you just feel like smacking the kid, but you can't because 
you're a youth pastor <laughs> and that's not appropriate. And he was just annoying. And for all those years, the three years that he was involved with the youth, he was nothing but a pain in the neck, kind of a, a squirrely kid. And I remember years later, I saw him. His name was Bobby. And he said, Sam! And I look over, and I said, Bobby, how's it going? Oh, it's Bob now. Of course, you know, Bobby's a little kid named Bob. And he told me how he was involved in political arena and trying to establish just uh, uh, Christian morals in the political arena and how he was very involved and how his faith was active. And I'm sitting there looking at this kid and I'm thinking, that's not fair. Where were you when you were in high school? You were just a pain in the neck. But all of a sudden we see that something changed in him. And then he thanked me for being a part of his life those years. And I, I didn't confess to him what I really felt about him at that time. But you never know what's going to turn around. And the investment you, you make in someone's life and how it turns around, how obedience to God can produce something in your life, even though it's difficult, even though it's a pain in the neck sometimes. Obedience to God produces good things. And it did with Abram. And it will with us. And so what we need to purpose in our own hearts is this upcoming year, what is it going to be about? Is it going to be about me, my comfort, the things that I desire? Or is it going to be about how I can be obedient to what God desires? Because if you want to be depressed... Focus on yourself. If you focus on yourself, you will find yourself very, very depressed. Satisfying yourself satisfies nothing. Parents get a glimpse of this when you have children. Man, they require a lot of attention. Those babies, they don't do anything for you. They don't. They, they poop their pants and you know, you got to feed them and you got... Man... But something about that kid brings joy to your life. What is it? I'm giving of myself to them. I'm giving of myself to them. And it, it, that giving of ourselves develops something within us that is good. And it works with our children and it works with one another as well. And, and we see this happening consistently throughout the Scripture. Turn to Genesis chapter 50. You guys know this story, Joseph, Joseph and his brothers. Joseph has a dream and in his dream, he's basically over his brothers and Joseph is very wise in telling his brothers that and his brothers get very upset. And Joseph says, hey, I had a dream. You guys are all going to bow down and serve me. And they, yeah, that goes real well in a family. You know, they take, take, take this, you guys. And so his brothers filled with jealousy, throw them in a pit, sell them into slavery. And for years, he's there in prison. He gets out of prison and he's established in Potiphar, a leader's house. He gets accused falsely, gets thrown back in prison. 
Talk about a rough life. I won't complain about last year when I read Joseph's life. And finally, at the end of his life, his brothers, sure enough, come back and now he's head in Egypt, only under Pharaoh himself. And you guys know the story. He hides himself from them so they don't recognize him. And finally, when he reveals himself to them, his brothers are freaked out because we tried to get rid of you. We tried to kill you. We sold you as a slave. And they're worried that he's going to seek vengeance. And in chapter 50, verses 19 and 20, Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. You intended it for bad, but God had a different purpose in mind for my life. It, was, it wasn't the road I would have taken. It wasn't something that was easy. It wasn't the path that was to my choosing. But it was something that saved the lives of a whole nation. And you meant it for evil, but God intended it for good. What does God intend for your life? You see, I I think like Jeremiah when the Lord spoke to him and said, I knew you when you were in your mother's womb. I I saw you, your mother's womb. (laughs) Your mother's womb. I, I saw you then. To think that that God was thinking about you before you were born. God had a plan for you before you were even born. And that's what Ephesians tells us, that we were created in Christ for good works that He ordained from the foundation of the world that we should walk in them. That there is a plan for you, there is a plan for me that we are supposed to be walking in. And now the question is, what is it? What's the plan? Like Abraham, God spoke to him. What are you saying? Is that your voice? Can I, how do I know what it is? What is your plan? What are those works? What am I supposed to do? I've shared with you before. I don't think that God's will is a tightrope that you walk. You know, we think that he's ordained good works that we should walk in them. Well, it's only a few good things. You better find out. Well, it might not be that. It might not be this. And Micah tells us that he's shown you, man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, that you should do justly, that you should love mercy and that you should walk humbly with your God. That's what God wants of you. You see, I don't think it's just a couple of good works. I think, as I told you before, it is a freeway. God's will is a four-lane freeway that you can barrel down. And you don't have to be paranoid. Is this it? Is this it? He goes, no, do justly, love mercy, walk humbly. Walk. Anyway, love mercy, walk humbly with your God and go for it. God has more for you than you can imagine. God had a nation for Abram. God saved a nation through Joseph. Paul in Acts chapter 19 the most influential Christian 
in the world that the world has ever known and the world will ever know, no doubt. In Acts chapter 19, verse 21, as Paul is in Corinth and, and God is doing some great things among them there in Corinth, in verse 21 it says, After all this happened, Paul decided to go to Jerusalem, passing through Macedonia and Achaia. After I have been there, he said, I must visit Rome. And he sent two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, to Macedonia while he stayed in the province of Asia a little longer. Paul said, I need to go to Rome. Later on, God comforts Paul and says, you will make it to Rome. I'm going to see you there. And you could think, woohoo, I'm going to Rome. That's what I want. I, I want to go to Rome. Well, how did he get there? Well, he, he, he got an all expense paid trip to Rome. It was in the prison system. He was thrown in prison and he was taken to Rome and he was executed. And he's changed our lives by his writing. You know, I I know I'm supposed to give you a good cheer, you know, message for 2009. It hasn't been all that cheery yet. There's a a scripture in, in Genesis where... Jacob is before Pharaoh and he tells him, my life has been, I forget, 134 years. It's been short and it's been filled with awful things. Like, wow, isn't that an encouraging scripture? But you know what? Sometimes life is very hard. Sometimes the things that God has for us to do are uncomfortable and sometimes they're They're difficult. But we can know what he says to us and that his plans for us, even though they might be difficult, they're good. They're good. They're good not only for you, they're good for others. And in our thought process... of what's going to take place and what we want to see happen in this next year. Where does God play and where do others play in those thoughts? And my challenge to you is something that I was challenged with as I was thinking, because I have to confess, I was kind of bumming at the end of this year. Just thinking back and reflecting, it was getting me down. As I was thinking about all the things that have happened, uh, you know, One of our boys was able to come out and spend some time with us, but the other one wasn't. And just thinking, man, you know, I feel kind of scattered and just all the things that have happened, I still feel like, man, things aren't stable in my life. And and, and what what do you want from me, God? And what's going on? And there was just this uneasiness in my soul. And I was very self-focused. I was very just inward, like, what about me? What about this? What about my family? What about these things? And... As I was thinking, well, in the new year, what I need to do, I need to try and establish this. I need to try and establish that. And God just kind of spoke into my heart. You know, when I called Abram out, I didn't tell him where he was going to go. I just told him to go. And are you just thinking about yourself or where do I play in your thought process? And where do others play? Is your life just about you or are you here to help other people as well? 
And it challenged me and it convicted me. It's like, wow, I've been kind of a, a jerk lately. Just thinking about myself, really self-centered, self-focused. And Lord, I, I don't want to be about myself. I, I want to walk in the good works that you have for me. I want to run in them. I, I want to see them take place in my life. And, and if it's difficult, so be it. I'm, I'm not going to crawl into a hole. I'm not going to give up. I want to step forward even though it's difficult. I want to move forward even though it's like Joseph, even though it's like Paul, even though it's like Abram, even though I might not know or might be hard or not the way I would intend. I want to move forward. I don't want to be a baby that doesn't lift its head up and doesn't try to move forward. I, I don't want to be satisfied with just this and, and settling down and being comfortable. I don't want to be one of those people where I know all the answers to Jeopardy because I watch it all day long. I want to step into those new things. I want to live a life that is exciting because you're with me and I don't know what it holds in the future, but you're there, so that's okay. And I want to challenge you in that same process. If God could start a nation, if God could save a nation, if God can establish what we know as the church today, through these three men who were obedient and took a road that was not easy but was obedient and God was with them, what does he want to do with you? What can he do in your life? How can he work in and through you? You can't be focused on yourself. You've got to be focused on God and know that he cares about others. And he will use you in ways that will blow your mind. will reveal to you what his plan is as you're walking in it. Xavier used to tell me, it's easier to steer a car when it's rolling. Sometimes our life just needs to get moving so that God can start steering us. If Abram never would have left, the nation of Israel never would have been established. If Paul would not have desired to go towards Rome, all these books that we're reading that he wrote while he was in prison would have been written. So what does God want to do in your life? I think inside of us, we we know and we have desires that are bigger than we can imagine. But fear just chokes them out. Say, I can't do that. That, that, That's that's too hard. That's too difficult. That's a lot of work. I, I don't want to do that. And we give up. Something inside of us gets squashed and gets put down. But God has made you that way. Since you were born, you've been an adventurer. You've been an explorer. You've been creative. And you figured out if you put the screwdriver in the light socket, it made sparks. You, You found all those things out. Don't let it stop. God has a purpose for your life and for my life that's bigger than us. And and I hope that we, as a body of believers, will step into those things 
and allow God to use us because this isn't about me. It's really about Jesus working in my life and in your life. I don't want Genesis to be about me. I want it to be about us. Living the lives that God has called us to live, like Abram, like Joseph, like Paul. And know this, if you're looking for an easy life, good luck. Good luck. Because that's not what I understand life to be. It's not about, it's not supposed to be easy. Raising children, man, that's hard work. You have kids, you know. That's difficult. It's not easy. Is it rewarding? Oh, yeah. Oh, incredibly. A good marriage, that's not easy. Is it rewarding? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Living a a, a life that pleases God, is that easy? No, it's not. Is it rewarding? Oh, man. Oh, man. So much so. It is the only way that we find satisfaction. And so I want to encourage you guys to step forward in the things that God has for you. Don't be afraid. Understand that God has a purpose for your life that is incredible. If you're saying, what is it, what is it, what is it? Start walking. Do justly. Love mercy. Walk humbly with God. He's going to show you. And as you're walking, there's going to be a thousand things to do. Just as Abram started going to a country, he didn't know where it was. He just started walking. And God started providing. God wants to do that, but that's what faith is, trusting in the one we don't see for the things that we don't know. And so I pray that this will encourage you to take steps in those directions, to expand what it is your life is about, and that it wouldn't be so self-focused, that it would be others-focused. And you would give of yourself to God and to people and allow the Lord to, to use you. Let's pray. Father, I know as we have the calendar year changing and now it's 2009. There's this idea of a new beginning, resolution, things that we'd like to see change within our own lives. And Lord, some things are simple like going to the gym and not eating so much junk and and some things are deeper like getting closer to you and being more committed in our devotion with you. Lord, I pray that there would be an igniting in each of our hearts that like a, a baby learning how to walk, we would want to walk with you and that nothing would deter us doesn't matter how many times we fall down and tip over. There's something worth walking towards. That we would not allow fear to, to bring boundaries in our lives, but we would trust in you, the one who loves us perfectly and casts out all fear to eliminate those boundaries that we might place there before us. Lord, I lift these people to you and pray that you would use each of them 
to change the lives of those around them. God, gives, give us eyes and a vision that is beyond ourselves. I thank you for just speaking to my heart even through that video, Lord. I pray you would continue to prompt us, Lord, to do the things that you've called us to do, that you've ordained for us to walk in. May we, may we run in those things, Lord. We pray and ask in Jesus' name. Amen.